Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Our whole Christmas theme has been invited. Because at the heart of the Christmas story is this incredible invitation that went out on the one hand to shepherds, local, poor, uneducated, and on the other hand went out to magi or wise men, very highly educated, rich, wealthy, influential, yet ethnically and culturally different. They couldn't have been poles apart. They couldn't have been at different ends of the spectrum. And yet together they came as a reminder to us all that everyone is invited. Whatever our economic, social, religious, cultural, relational background, this is our story. Not just theirs, but ours. I'm invited, and you are too. There's a thrill, isn't there, to be invited, a joy to know that someone thought about you and included you when the invitations went out. But universally, when we're invited, we want to know a few things before we're sure, confident that we will accept. What will it be like? What will happen? Who will be there? And will I fit in? That last reading we had from the book of John, who was written, no surprise, by a guy named John. And he described what it was like to respond to Jesus' invitation. You see, John was probably Jesus' closest friend. If anyone had seen and observed Jesus up close and personal, it was John. John was with Jesus when Jesus was happy, when he was sad, when he was thrilled, frustrated, angry, disappointed, grieving, expectant. John was there when Jesus spoke to the poor people and the rich people. He was there when Jesus interacted with the religious and the non-religious or the irreligious. He was there when they touched people who were sick and embraced people who were full of joy. John saw it all. And he wrote these words to sum up what it was like to say yes to the invitation to be with Jesus. We have seen his glory, John wrote. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. We've seen his glory. In other words, we've seen his wonder, his mystery. We've seen something altogether other, something transcendent, outside ourselves. We've been awakened to the extraordinary in the midst of our ordinary. Jesus invites you to discover that there is so much more. 
We've seen his glory, his wonder, his mystery, his altogether other. And who isn't interested in something extraordinary? In each one of us is a longing, a desire to connect with something that is richer, deeper, wider, bigger than ourselves. We carry a longing deep inside that instinctively knows the answer to certain questions. For example, is life just about the daily commute, paying the bills, comparing the market and cleaning the house? No. Something instinctively rises up and says there must be more to life than this. Or is my life simply the sum of tasks between Netflix or Prime? We know the answer. My life is surely more than that. And so we chase after mystery and wonder. If we could travel the world, we probably would. Chasing one experience after another. But mostly we're resigned to live vicariously through the adventures, the travels, the experiences of others. Be they real or imaginary. The Star Wars phenomenon. An archetypal example of our unmet longings for more. The deep desire we carry to find meaning in our identity connected with something beyond ourselves. And John says, do you know what? When we met Jesus, suddenly we were connected with the other, with something beyond ourselves. A mystery, a wonder, and we can say that we've seen his glory. This year, in our Burlington family, we have seen and experienced that kind of wonder, that glory, in many people's lives. So just last week, seven days ago, when Claire stood here and said to the people who had gathered, can you write down a prayer that God has answered over this last year? And all over our church, people furiously began writing. Has God been at work? You bet. And so over this last week, we've written some of those up and placed them uh, on stars, which are just outside that stained glass window there, the other side of the window from here. To remind us that we too have seen his glory, have been caught up in the mystery of sense, the wonder, connected with something beyond ourselves. We've seen God at work. We've known his presence. We've felt his power. Jesus invites you to discover that there is so much more. But John then says, we've seen his glory full of grace and truth. We've been in a very volatile season. Political exhaustion has been our experience, otherwise known as a general election. And the collective cry, frustration, if you like, of our nation was not knowing what's true. 
There is something deep within us that needs to find, discover and know things are true or not. He says that and she says this. They say the other. But truth is anything true? And if it is, how would I know? And in our lives of constant change, we long for truth. For something that's certain and dependable. Something to be confident of. Something, or in fact, someone in whom we can put our trust. That there can be an anchor, a foundation from which everything else gets its reference. Jesus invites you to discover that there is something certain and dependable. And as you read the answers to all of those prayers up on the window outside, you will hear of people talking about the discovery that in the midst of circumstances that were utterly uncertain, there was a truth, God's truth, something that was certain, that was reliable, that was dependable, a constant and unshakable reality. Through difficult times of ill health, through difficult decisions to be made, through anxious or traumatic moments. Putting the stars in that window was genius. It reminded me of where we get one of our Christmas traditions from. We put lights in many of our windows to shine not into our homes, but outside. They are a gift, if you like, to the world. But one of the threads of that Christmas, or of our Christmas tradition, began in coastal villages all around the world. Where people would hang lights in their windows, not just as decorations, but for something far more important. For coastal villages all around the world, they would hang lights in their windows for the ships out at sea, the fishing vessels working through the night, boats just needing to find their way home. In a world without GPS, these lights on the shore were sometimes the only thing that was sure and certain. When the storms flew and the darkness fell and all sense of direction was lost, the constant lights would always guide them home. Those answered prayers remind us that there is a truth in Jesus, a constant light, an anchor for our lives, that will, however things shake us, whatever storms come, shines to guide us home. We are desperate to have confidence, to have hope. And Jesus invites us to discover that some things are certain and dependable. And finally, Jesus invites you to discover that he is full of grace. To discover that you are loved more than you ever know. Grace is a love that's unconditional. Or perhaps a better word is grace is a love that's unstoppable. You cannot stop someone loving you. That's grace. It's a love that you cannot fight off. 
you cannot run from. You can turn your back on it, but it's still there. You can despise it, but grace just keeps on loving. And John says, when we were invited to Jesus, we discovered a love that was unstoppable. We couldn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. But whatever else we could do, we simply couldn't stop it. This irreversible, irresistible love of God that just kept coming. And as a community, what unites us is that we have discovered this love that is unstoppable. A love that accepts us, a love that welcomes us, a love that envelops us. A love that is magnificently wide and endlessly deep. A love we were made for. A love each of us needs. Sometimes there are moments that crystallise something. And this last week, someone wrote on our Facebook page something that for me crystallised in just a few sentences everything that we as a church are about. This was written by someone we've got to know and love just over these last 12 months. I just wanted to say a massive thank you to Burlington. Not only for welcoming me into your church, your home, your lives, but also for making me see that I do belong and I do have purpose and I am loved. You've helped me come back to God and begin to heal and rise in strength and character and faith. Big love to Chris, especially. Such a blessing to so many of us. Jane Houston, you're a very lucky angel. Chris and Jane are married. That's the backstory. Anyway, wish you all a very merry and blessed Christmas. I do belong. I do have a purpose. I'm loved. You've helped me come back to God and begin to heal. Christmas is that invitation to everyone, the shepherds, to the wise men, to all of us that says you are loved, that there's a place for you to belong. There's a home with a place at the table for you. In so many ways, do stop and read as you grab a a coffee and cake afterwards. In many ways, we've seen the glory this last year, embraced the the wonder and tasted the mystery, discovered the truth in shakeable times that some things are just unshakable, and we've received the love that just never, ever, ever, ever stops. And as a whole family here at Bullington, we're on that kind of journey. The discovery of the other, the things that are certain, and the love that never stops. And as ever, we invite you to join us.